Hey, everyone. You designers are here. I'm Anita at Cedar Hill Farmhouse. And I'm Yvonne at Stone Gable. And I'm Kelly at My Soulful Home. And we've got tips and tricks and decorating advice for you today. So let's get started. Today is episode 207, Know Your Decorating Style and Why It's Important. Mm. The show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 207. All right. This is something that, girls, that we really need to know. We need to know our um, decorating style, and there's many important reasons why. And today we're going to be talking about all of those. Um, Let's start with, let's say, Anita. Anita, what would you say your decorating style is? Well, I call it farmhouse French, or sometimes I refer to it as an updated country French look. So I think either one is means the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. obviously you would find French-inspired furniture in, in your home? Yes, yes. There's very much uh, an emphasis on French furniture, obviously, and farmhouse or more rustic things. So it's a casual uh, view of country French, but also there are... Uh, not tra- there are traditional country French fabrics that I don't actually use. So I have kind of an updated view of fabrics and use of fabrics in my style. Okay. How about you, Kelly? What now somebody would say, you know, tell us in like 50 words or less what your decorating style is. <laughs> I'm giving you anything. 50. I can't say yes in 50 words or less. So, I mean, that's so funny. That's makes me laugh. Were you trying to? Are you trying to hone me in? Well, I used to get paid by the word, ladies. So, this is um, true. Yeah. Um, I would call it, if I had to, and that time you guys pinned me down and tied me up and made me say, uh, it would be sort of a farmhouse glammy thing going on. But of course, every, you know, most people that listen know my house is a Victorian. It's a folk Victorian, so it's definitely tends to the farmhouse. It's a simplified Victorian. And what I like to do is infuse it with um, antiques and things that would be somewhat period, but sort of with a twist, but also some glammy accessories and lighting in particular And I'm actually getting a little bit, I wouldn't call it modern, but I'm getting a little slicker in some of the accessories that I'm picking out. Hmm. Yeah. You know what? I think you've already made a point that I just want to add here is that even when you decide your decorating style, it's a fluid thing and it's going to be evolving and changing. So I think just because you've defined your decorating style doesn't mean you're locked in and whatever you like right now can never change. Mm -hmm. No, because I think we all like to mix it up a little bit. Nobody is just, you know, one set style where we won't deviate from that. But because we like the juxtaposition of different looks together and how they play off each other and they, they make them each other better for being in the same room together. But there definitely is, you know, a sort of a focus, which is really what we want to talk about today is if you can start to hone and develop and then know your style and be comfortable with it, um, you can really do a better job in all aspects of decorating, whether it be from shopping to actually placing the things in your room. Mm -hmm. I so agree with that. And I would call my style uh, refined country. Um, it has a mostly classical, updated classical, classic furniture in it, um, with a little bit of 
farmhouse around the edges. Just a little bit of rustic. I like that just juxtaposition, but it's definitely a little more refined than what you would think of as, you know, farmhouse or country. Um, but I, I, I agree with both of you. I don't think most, most, I know one person that has primarily one style of all my friends. Everybody's is a mix because I think that brings in your personality, but it's, this is why it's so important to know your decorating style so you can name it. Okay. Um, uh, Kelly, you like, uh, I love that farmhouse sort of that it's a West coast farmhouse meets glam. And Mm -hmm. so you're not going to be looking for, you're not going to, you might love a mid-century piece, but you're probably not going to put it in your house. No. No matter how much you love it. And although you love French and farmhouse, you're not going to look at something that's pretty classic. Like you wouldn't put my sofa in your house, Anita, even though you love my sofa. Mm-hmm. Well, right. I mean, but I also think about the bohemian style. I love a very colorful bohemian look, but it's not going to work in my home. So I think what you're saying is, I mean, it really is important to know your style because you may like a lot of different styles, but if you try to throw them all together in one room, you know, it may not work. Uh, it The more styles you put in one room, the more talented you have to be to pull it off. I'll put it that way. Oh, I think you're right about that. Right. So either people sort of, you know, just buy things that they are drawn to and they bring them and they don't work together, or I find the majority of people get stuck. And so they're, they're unsure. And then they do like two things that are sort of divergent. So they don't buy either of them. And so they just stay with what they have because they don't really know what their style is. And they can't make a decision. And they can't well, make a decision. Well, here's another problem yeah. people have is that they just try to buy things that go with what their house looks like now. But get, but that, And that's great if you like the way your house looks now. But if you really don't, then you're just, you're not going to be able to change because everything you buy goes with what you already have. I mean, sometimes it's really better. And actually when you're choosing your style, I think it's better not to look at your house, but to go look at other houses, go look Mm -hmm. at Pinterest, go look in magazines, books, at home tours, and kind of hone in on what you like and not be nailed down by what's actually in your home because- I so agree. I mean, that's happened to me a couple of times where I realized that my house was, looked nothing like the direction I really wanted it to go in. Well, remember I was telling you a few weeks ago, and I don't remember what episode that was in, but that I just wanted to get some things on the laundry room shelves because I was so excited. Yeah, yes. was done. And I came up to the attic and I, I, I just defaulted to sort of the, I didn't do as much red, but the greens and so sort of the garden books and things like that. And I brought it all down and it looks, it looks so pretty, you guys. If I took pictures of it, people would be like, that looks so nice. Like it's, their items are so pretty. Uh, and, but they're not where I want to be right now. So I defaulted to my own former look from my former house. Because you it was had sort the of stuff. Comfortable. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. like putting it all on an old pair of slippers. You're like, oh yeah, I, I get this, you know. And then I stood back and I thought, yeah, that looks great. And I actually felt really good about it. And I was like, I'm so glad I did that. And I came back out to put the stinking laundry and the silly dryer. And there I was. And I'm looking at the shelves again. And I'm like, I don't want this anymore. Well, and I think too, I think you're excellent. You have making an excellent point. And I remember I used to buy things because they were the right color. And I would think, well, I don't really like this, but 
I mean, it looks okay, but it goes with a color scheme in my room. So I'm going to buy it. Well, then later on, I didn't really care about it. And so I just wanted to get rid of it. So guess what? I wasted whatever money I spent on it was thrown out the window. So another reason you really want to know what your decorating style is and what you truly love is that when you know that and you buy things specific to your style that you adore and love, the chances are very likely that you will love it for a long time and it will not be a waste of money. But if you're kind of willy-nilly and grabbing things and just pulling here and there, you're going to end up wasting, I think, a lot of money. And, you know, here's here's another thing. If you like to decorate, you probably love a lot of different things. And, you know, I absolutely love uh, red, but I don't have any red in my house. I used to. And I have a couple of things that I've saved. Will I ever use it? I might use a red carpet, but other than that, probably not. Because I, you know, you can love a lot of things as a decorating enthusiast, but they all don't need to be a part of your home. I think we need to take all our red things together and just donate them and have like a red room. I think we've got to make like a whole <laughs> I think red there house. is someplace with a red room. Remember that? The shiny well, and I had a oh. <laughs> My friend Peggy uh, had some red things. And so I was getting rid of red things. I started giving her all my red things. Well, at some point, so I just kind of assumed that's what she liked because she had red in her house. Well, at some point she said to me, I don't like red anymore. And I felt so <laughs> badly because I'd been giving her all And a little bit of red can go a long way. I'm going to give you four words today to think about um, Ooh, uh, get your why, pens. why it's important to know your decorating style. And we're, we're going to go maybe quickly through some of the styles, but um, we also have an episode, a very in-depth episode on how to know your decorating style. This is why it's so important. And one is because you want, you want to be able to curate a look. And that's what we're talking about. Not putting just everything in there, not having all the greens that Kelly had, that that was really not her look, but she put them in there because they were pretty and she wanted to shop her house and she wanted something up. But what we're talking about is putting things that you have carefully chosen that work well with the style you either like that you have now or the style that you're trying to achieve. So with everything you put in your home, you should say, do I love it? Is this part of my my decorating story? And it must look curated like it's purposely chosen to be put in your house. Yeah, I think that's so such a good way to think about it and so well put. Um, if you're able to do this, and and I think what Anita said is absolutely the way to start, is don't look within unless there's one particular item or something that you say, oh, okay, this, I really want to start building around this. But more than likely, if you're not sure about your style and you, you have a, a sort of a hodgepodge of different things, maybe just create your own private secret Pinterest board. And if you don't know how to make it secret, it's real easy to do that. You just toggle over. And when you create the board, you just say that it's supposed to be secret. You check it. Yes. And then it's all yours and nobody's going to see it. And then you can start pinning things that you're attracted to. And what I did when I was uh, decorating and designing and making really important, some really important choices for this house, important in that they were going to cost me a lot of money. And if I wasn't sure, and I thought I was like maybe doing something on the fly, I would just stop. 
I would either pull up my Pinterest board on my phone or I would wait till the next day and I would go home and I would sit down and I would literally take like a half hour or 45 minutes and I would look through all the pictures and it kind of would ground me back to where I wanted to go with the look rather than just sort of willy-nilly like, oh yeah, well that's, uh, you know, a little bit That'll less expensive. That'll work maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I could, if I pick that, I could kind of make it work, but it would the, the board really helped me to stay focused. And well, I think and, at the end of the day, save money because you like what Anita's saying, if you pick something and you end up really not liking it, you know, maybe in a year or two, you're going to want to get rid of it and do it over. And here's, well, you can and- take that just a little bit further. If you really are serious about redoing a room, let's say, or even if you have a, a few pieces that you're keeping or whatever, um, start to make a mood board, design a board. Uh, I just do it on a uh, pick monkey and I just do a blank piece and I look through all diff- uh, like Wayfair and Joss and Maine and Pottery Barn and Fun's King's Lane, all kinds of places to try the to decorating find. Decorating tips and tricks shop. Oh, oh absolutely. That's- and, um, and I try to pick out things from there and they don't have to be the exact thing, but you can, as you build, let's say what I was doing in my master head, uh, master bedroom, I found the headboard I had gotten. And then I was, I didn't buy the piece, uh, the dresser, but it, the dresser looks very much like the piece in my mood board. So I knew what I was looking for. I picked out the colors. I put on, pillows on the pretend bed, you know, and just made it look, um, as very, as much realist as realistic as I could. Yeah. And I think too, when you start putting these Pinterest boards together, you may go, I like 15 different styles. But when you start putting your very, when you start saying, okay, what's my very favorite look? Most people begin to realize that they're gravitating toward one particular style. And that's when you're going to have your aha moment and go, you know what? I keep getting drawn to this particular look. And if you can name it, you, you're there, you're golden. It's going to be, that's the hardest part. And when I started doing this with the Pinterest and looking at magazines and looking in books, at some point, at some point I realized, what do all of these have in common? Well, they were all French and I loved things that weren't French, but I realized that the rooms that really spoke to me were French. And so that's when you're going to realize, aha, this is it. This is my look. And that's when I decided that's that's the way I'm going to go. And I've kind of made it my own. I don't really copy one particular person. And, and that's great for you too. Once you find your particular style, you're going to put your spin on it because it may be that a particular style is done in specific colors and you may like different colors or you may want to mix it with something that it's not normally done with. I, I think that's the beauty of it is finding what you like and then making it your own. Well, here's the the second word, and it goes along with this. So we have curate. The second word is cohesive. They're all C words. I thought I'd make it easy that way. And you want a home that looks unified. You know, you're just like what you were saying, you're going to make a Pinterest board, you're going to make a, maybe a mood board and you want to pull out those things that you like. And Anita, you thought, aha, I love all French things. You're not going to go, aha, I love French things, but boy, do I love that mid-century modern bureau over there because that is such an outlier. You're going to take your outliers out and you're going to keep the things that look cohesive and beautiful together. The things that you gravitate to are all the time. So you're going to think of the word um, cohesive when you're thinking about 
What is what style do you gravitate towards? What style do you want in your home? They're all going to have to look cohesive together. Yeah. And cohesive, of course, doesn't mean matchy-matchy. And yes, no. I, I love the idea of and using the term outlier. Yeah. Because you might really like something, you know, like Anita has this boho thing going on, but she's not going to have a purple velvet hammock, you know, swinging somewhere. <laughs> it's just not going to work for her right now. So, uh, you know, then that gets sort of swept to the side or you think, oh, maybe someday I'll have, you know, a garret in Paris and I can decorate it with that, you know, that sort of thing. But or a loft in Soho. One, exactly. Or you <laughs> mm-hmm. may have one. So you may have one really strong thread, one look that you're really drawn to. And then you might have a few subs, but I don't think you could have more than two or three. You have one and then you have a couple that might support it where the juxtaposition of the looks is great, but it's not so far flung and it's not just one piece that is in that really different style. Mm-hmm. And I think juxtaposition is a great word because I think a we little- We do love that word. I Yes, I do. It's one of our favorite uh, DTT words. Um, but I think that if you have a style, having something that's a little different, like if uh, my style's uh, very classic, if left to my own hand, I could get pretty formal. And I don't want to live in that kind of a house. So for me, the juxtaposition is upscale farmhouse. I'm not too into the super chippy, crusty, rusty things or whatever you call it, Anita. But I really like um, some corbels that aren't too crazy, rusty and and, and crusty and chippy. And I like um, some farm signs and some little touches that actually take my elevated style and makes it more approachable and comfortable. And I think that's that's interesting you say that because I love to take very formal French chairs, Louis the 15th, Louis Mm -hmm. the 16th chairs, take off the heavy tapestry, original fabric. Usually it's pretty worn anyway, and put something very, very everyday, very rustic, very peasant, you know, from the days when you would have never used a a rough hewn linen put on there. And I use things like grain sacks. And, you know, the original owners of these chairs would have gone through the ceiling if they had seen me put such a humble fabric on a chair. But that to me brings it into the today. That's, you know, I think that is the part of it. You, you mix the casual with the with the formal. And once you put a very rustic fabric on a French chair, to me, it makes it look like it works today. And it takes away that a lot of that formality and that don't touch feel. And Anita, that's such a fresh look. You know who did that? Sister Parish. Yes, oh, she did. Famous for that. Mm-hmm. And so there you go. In really good company there, Nita Jean. Excellent decorating company. Another thing I think you should take into consideration when you're choosing your style is this the architecture of your house and the geographic placement of your home. You know, so if you're living in a place where it's, you know, very wintry or, and it's, uh, and your house is, you know, a brick house and it's more of a central hall colonial style, you probably don't want to decorate it in a real beach house look with, you know, straw hats and, you know, welcome to the beach and, you know, kick your flip-flops off here signs and things like that. So, you know, I, some, some people just want a certain look, but I think it really has to work with where you are and what your house is about 
architecturally as well. I mean, that I, I agree with that to some extent, but I don't think you have to necessarily be super locked into that. For example, our we have, I mean, that's interesting you talk about that because we do have a house in the mountains of North Carolina. We rent it out as a vacation rental. Uh, it was done at a time, well, I mean, we bought it, it was already built, but it's it's very simply done on the inside. There's no particular style. It's it's It really needs a, a character added. But I had that thought, do I add this kind of mountain feeling to it because it's in the mountains? And that's a very distinct look, lots of rock and, and also craftsman style is very common there. Or do I kind of take it more kind of a rustic, maybe French countryside look? And so I don't know. I'm thinking about doing some beams inside that could go either way. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. But Mm -hmm. what you'll do is really, really wonderful. And I certainly am not suggesting that anybody, if they have a mountain house, should have, you know, everything should have a bear on it. Like a bear. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm I'm avoiding the bear thing. Yeah, or those like sort of Navajo things going on. No, 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 no. No, but you shouldn't try to make your house something. Look like it's at the beach? It's really not. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. It's not at the beach. It's not at the beach. I tend to agree with you, Kelly, because I... That's one of my little pet peeves, secret pet peeves that I really like. Secret no more. Mm-hmm. Oh, I no, think that's now it's out. Before. I yeah. like. I mean, for me, I we could have built all kinds of houses, and I had like three or four designs that I loved when we built Stone Gable. Uh, but we're out among farm house, farmland, and to put a manor house type house here would just look out of place. And so we built something that looked like it belonged to. The land, because so we built in like a, a farmhouse inspired home. And that's why I, I just, I thought, oh gosh, I couldn't do, that's why I have farmhouse things in it. And that's why I use classical furniture, because I think the inside of my house matches my house, which matches what's going on around my house. So, yeah, but that doesn't you mean do you're- need to keep that in mind. Yes, I think sure. you do. And I- I do have in the summertime, maybe two bowls of shells in my whole house because the beach is about three hours from us. So, uh, but that's as far as I'll go. But I do know that there are people whose bathrooms, for some reason, bathrooms tend to be beachy. I mean, that's, that's a real so blast funny. from the past, but that's you so know, funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I agree with you. <laughs> and here's another thing when you're thinking about your style you should really be editing and editing and editing your style, controlling your clutter, controlling your mess um, so that it doesn't distract you from the beauty of your the style that you have. And that's another C word and that's control. And I want you to think of like controlling your style. Don't get too crazy with it. Don't get too cluttered with it. And just oh, in your everyday- um, there you go. You're going crazy with them. Mm-hmm. And- I got another one for you. How about cleaning? Once oh, you hey. found out your style and you've you've done all these other wonderful things, you're coordinated and curated, and you're uh, you're gonna have cohesive. to remind me all the c words. Yeah, and you've been cohesive. Then you're gonna have to clean it, and then you are gonna want to be a part of the Grove Collaborative. The Grove Collaborative makes it easy to discover amazing natural home and personal care products that are good for you and smell great. And 
the Grove Collaborative also saves people time and money. You don't have to be searching for the products that you'd like to use. They come right to your doorway. And then you don't also end up at Target where you're spending, you know, $300 for things you didn't really need because you went in to get some cleanser, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the Grove Collaborative makes it super easy to switch over to non-toxic products. They also offer a wonderful flagship brand of their own. They have their own Grove brand products and they create those from the ground up. And they have a terrific membership program that also has amazing personal service and unlimited free shipping. And we have a wonderful and amazing gift for you from the people at the Grove Collaborative. You are going to head over to thegrove.co.com.co and put in the word decorating. So grove.co slash decorating for a $30 uh, Miss Myers gift. And plus some bonus gifts, which are really great, and a two-month VIP uh, membership to the Grove Collaborative. And it's super easy, and I think you'll enjoy checking out all the products they have. I just got an email today where they have some additional new products, so they're always coming out with new things for you to check out, products you may not be able to get in your area or products you may not have discovered yet. And they back everything with 100% happiness guarantee. So here's to making a happier, healthier, and better smelling home with the Grove Collaborative. Okay. Wonderful. So now that we've curated our home and you've done that through mood boards and Pinterest and things like that, you have found a style that you love and you've maybe um, found a couple styles that would work. Then you want to continue that through your house or your room and have it be cohesive. You don't want any outliers. You want to look what you have and edit, edit, edit everything and um, make sure that nothing looks cluttered in your house. And then this will allow you to make really good decisions of what you're going to put into your room and you can do it with confidence. So you have curate, cohesive, control, and confidence. And that's where I think most people get stuck. You know, they may like a style but they're not sure. They have too many things going on. It doesn't look cohesive. They are not in control of what's going on in their home. And they don't have the confidence to move forward because they're stuck. And there's so many decorating decisions that you can make that you get afraid because you've made past bad decisions. But if you've done all this work that we're talking about, to find your decorating style, that'll give you the confidence and, and like, and I'm, I'll use Anita's like, oh gosh, that candelabra is just so beautiful. That would look great on my, um, dining room table with my French chairs and my pretty little French, um, skirts, uh, 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 uh chair skirts on them because, because, but if she saw something like, oh, I just love those mercury glass candles, they might, they, they won't work. They're pretty, but she has the confidence not to make a bad choice. She'll make a good choice. I guess uh, now I'm running to throw away my mercury glass candlesticks now. Oh, Anita. (laughs) I'm sure yours are beautiful, though. I'm teasing you. Okay. Hey, It gives you focus. It really helps give you focus. And ultimately, as Yvonne's saying, confidence. And that's really what you need to be a happy decorator and Doing all this, at the end of the day, the thing that's important is that you're happy in your home. 
And so if you do some of this quote unquote work, which is really fun, I think it's not really work, right? I mean, it's hard sometimes Mm -hmm. and you have to make tough decisions, especially when you have to get rid of things that don't work that you already have. And that I know is always harder for me to get rid of things (laughs) than to make a choice to buy something new. Mm -hmm. So when you do all of that, you are just going to be much happier in your home because it's going to be reflective of you and you're going to have built it uh, up. And I, you know, I don't mean necessarily, you know, with wood and bricks, I mean, built up the look to the point where when you walk through the door, this how this home feels like you uh, and uh, the, so much of your personality is infused in it that I, it you have that aha moment. Mm-hmm. You oh, What yeah, you want I, is when you look, when you go into a room, it, you want it to make you smile. Like, oh, it, this feels like home to me. So you're so right. But, you know, we have something that has been taking the guesswork out of creating a beautiful home for you. And I'm talking about our um, decorating tips and shop. And we want to thank you so much for visiting us our very first week. And I know. It's so exciting. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. And and for loving our products as much as we do, we were just overwhelmed by the wonderful response. But if you go on today, um, I have curated a little collection for you and it's called the Spa Collection. And I'm going to be doing um, more things in that same fabric coming up. So stay tuned. But it's today, gorgeous fabric. It oh, is the, gorgeous. The fabric's amazing. The feel of it, it's a, uh, I would call it a washable linen. They're just exquisite. I have a double-sided placemat. One side is done in this beautiful um, um, pr- uh, floral-ish, stylized floral, big floral print in this very delicate aquas and browns and taupes and ivories. And then you flip the placemat over and it's a taupe and white stripe that has a little bit of a nub to it. So I love it because I'm such a fan of reversible placemats. And the next thing well, is I think I- you could do some fun things with turning, uh, you know, do, if you had four or six, turn some one way and some the other way. I think that'd and be that is one oh, of my, that's fun too. That is one of my biggest table setting, tablescaping secrets is to mix things up a little bit within your table. It, it's so much more interesting. And then I have gorgeous 22 inch napkins coming out in that spa print. And also cocktail napkins that, you know, you can, instead of giving somebody a coaster, it is so chic to have a little cocktail napkin. They're a small square, but they have your monogram on it. And what a great hostess gift because there's so many events coming up in the summer, right? Okay. I didn't know that was going to have a monogram on it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have to have those. I know. And they're so adorable. I love handing somebody a drink with a cocktail napkin. I just, I think you're the snazziest lady. It's classy. I think it's a very classy. Thank you. in the washing machine, mm-hmm. oh. and but, and they're it's very green. See, you're not yes, and, stuff but all, oh, that's exactly green. right. And also, there'll be some other things coming out, um, pillows and things in that collection in that print as well. So if you Later, like you it, or, stay or, tuned. Or this today. Pardon me. Later or today? 
Uh, no, no, no. Later, um, later. yes. It, very okay. soon, but, but you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, we love that. And we told you all that. And I, I hope you uh, you heard the episode of, that we talked about our shop and why our shop and why we're doing it. But yeah, that's really the, uh, the driving premise behind the shop that we are going to be creating these things that will coordinate with other things. So if you purchase something, then down the line, you can get other things to go with this. So you don't have to keep buying, 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 you know, whole sets of new things. And Another thinking, class, oh, will that go with that? We exactly. have designed it well, so let's things mention, go together. Shop.decoratingtipsandtricks.com. That's where you go to shop. That's where you sign up for the email so you get a notification of every sale that we have. Right. And if you buy something this week, so if it was the Monday, Wednesday, or Friday sale, and when you get it, take a photo of it, post it on your social media, whether it be Facebook or Instagram, tag us, and use the hashtag hashtag, you know, the number sign, decorating tips and tricks, and we'll see it. And we're going to enter you to win a set of lavender sachets that are fabo. Now I know, as I mentioned, Mrs. Pratt is such a snazzy lady. We have another fabulous snazzy lady who's a frequent listener, a loyal listener. Uh, That's our friend Sandra. And Sandra sent us a really great tip. And so Sandra is tip of the day today. Sandra says, she brings the paint chip card with her when she's going to core shopping and that it helps tremendously when she's trying to choose things for a room because it gives her the hues and the tonalities that might go with her paint color rather than just, you know, holding that in her head or, you know, having a picture of the room or something. So she actually takes the card with her, not just to go, you know, paint comparison shopping, but to go decor shopping. And I think that's a wonderful idea. You could just tuck those in your wallet. And then when you're shopping out, you know, just pull it out and have a look and hold it up next to, you know, the throw or whatever that you wanted to get. Very smart. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great tip. I love that one. I know. We're going to have to make a tips book, I think. Got a lot of tips floating around. (laughs) Okay. Today was so much fun. Such a great day. And um, anybody have anything else they want to add about their? I have tons and tons, but let's just do another podcast episode. Okay. I think we gave a lot of information today. I hope everybody wrote down the list of C words that you need to know. Well, it's been great hanging out with both of you, both of you there. And (laughs) thanks so much for hanging out with us. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. Hey, everybody, we want to thank you so much for listening to Decorating Tips and Tricks. And we want to make it even easier for you to listen. And it's easier if you subscribe. You just click the subscribe button on our website, www.decoratingtipsandtricks.com. Or you can subscribe through Apple Podcast or any of your favorite podcast listeners. When you subscribe, DTT comes free right to you three days a week. So until next time.